0: Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello Ivy Church. Hello Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. I'm my Jumble. karisani Ivy Church. Good to see you. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Welcome everybody, I'm excited that we're starting a new series today, Um, hashtag blessed. Um, It's just going to be looking at our lives and asking the question about who gets blessed. Are you blessed today? Um, I didn't say stressed. Uh, Lots of people feel stressed, that's normal. 79% of people who have a job in the UK report that their work causes them stress. And now as we face... Reverberation, some people have called the cost of lockdown crisis and wages are stagnating and taxes are rising and fuel costs are soaring. Inflation at its highest for 40 years, predicted to be 50 years before long, rising out of control. More and more people struggling, finding it hard to cope. You might think this is a bit of an odd time for Ivy to start a series called Blessed. See, the last thing you're going to think if you consume a lot of media is that you're blessed. It's good to be informed by the news, but too often we end up overwhelmed and pulled into the news cycle. And the more we consume media, because the more bad news there is, the more our stress levels rise and anxious we become with fear taking over. And we freeze on that. We, it takes a toll on our emotional health and our mental health. And that's a knock-on effect on our relationships and, and, ironically, our ability to be resilient under pressure. A study I read recently found in the 1950s the covers of Time magazine were about 90% positive in tone and content and over the years they noticed the more negative their stories the more copies they'd sell, in fact they realised negative superlatives worked 30% better at snaring readers attention than positive ones. By the way, they do, you did know they call this the attention economy, don't you? Well, the study also found that the average click-through rate on headlines with negative superlatives is a staggering 63% higher than of positive ones. So, yeah, we are faced with anxiety-producing issues. There's, you know, wars and the ecological and economic crises. But can I ask you to do something with me in the next few weeks of this series? at least give equal say to what God says, to what you're going to read that Jesus Christ says, and every week, no matter what, you're going to find that he says you're blessed. Could you give at least equal time, headspace, attention, focus to these words of Jesus in the greatest sermon ever preached that you would give to any of the mainstream media outlets or social media and what they're trying to bring into you? Just Add up, actually, how much time you spend Focus on consuming what makes you stressed out, which averages out at four to five and a half hours a day in the UK, with how much time you spend reading, hearing, meditating on, discussing, trusting the word of God, and specifically for the next few months, the words of Jesus, as he tells you here, all the ways your life can be blessed no matter what. Do I think that in the same way that it works for our physical diet, if I cut back on the the stuff that makes me worse, that that if I consume a diet that, that, that instead that helps me to get into a better place, I'll find myself in a better place. So let me read this now. And before I do, I actually invite you to breathe in. Just hold it, hold that breath for four. Let it out for another four. And then again, breathe in now. One, two, three, four hold it for four, let it out for four, and then pray, Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. I love that prayer, prayer I've been praying more and more recently. I think Jesus loves that prayer. It doesn't have to be long prayer, to be strong prayer. Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. And now, as I come to your word, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Matthew chapter five says, "'Now when Jesus saw the crowds, "'he went up on a mountainside and sat down. "'His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. "'He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, "'for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. "'Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. "'Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus used the word blessed there nine times, and covered the breadth of the experience of life, from the cradle to the grave and beyond. He says, you can be blessed no matter what. So are you, are you blessed? Jesus is laying out here for us the only way to true happiness, the blessed life, the best life, God's way. And it's not what you would expect. It could even sound like misery in parts to some of us. And that's because this is seeing life on earth vertically from the perspective of heaven. Not just trying to understand everything horizontally with what's going on around us. When we see everything like that, It's better. When we see it like this, it gets distorted. We compare so much and worry so much and end up so anxious. So I try to take what Jesus said and contrast it with how life works when we try to work it all out for ourselves as if we were God rather than trusting the only one qualified for that title. And this is what I came up with. Stressed are those who rely on themselves for they miss out on the help of God. Depressed are those who deny their griefs for they close the door on the comforter messed up are the pushy for they inherit what cannot last harassed are those who hunger and thirst for more 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 for they will never be filled incensed are the merciless for they will not be shown mercy distressed are the impure in heart for they will not see God no rest for the warmongers for they killed the children of God cursed are those who are accepted by unrighteousness for theirs is the kingdom of earth we live in a world where evil is spoken of as good and good is spoken of evil and then we wonder why it's so messed up it's not a new problem the bible is very real about how broken this world is right from the third chapter of genesis but in every generation the brokenness takes on new forms to illustrate the mixed up values of his day in the mid-1800s danish philosopher Siren kierkegaard wrote a story about two robbers who entered a jewelry shop and switched all the price tags They didn't steal anything. They just took the high price tags off the expensive jewelry and put them on cheap costume jewelry. Then they took the bargain price tags off the costume jewelry and put them on the really expensive stuff. And the next day, the shop opened for business as usual. And over the next several weeks, nobody noticed that people were buying 10,000 pound rings for a few quid, while others were buying 20 pound necklaces for thousands. Kierkegaard thought that that described his country at the time well, and our world very well. And I don't know what's changed. He concluded, My point is obvious, isn't it? The people of my day have no ability to tell the truly valuable from the virtually worthless. Not just in commerce, but in the world of ideas too. Our age is putting on a veritable clearance sale. Everything can be had so dirt cheap that one begins to wonder whether in the end, anyone will want to make a bid. Of course, he wasn't talking about jewels there, but about what really matters and how we get fooled. And Jesus is doing something similar here. He's the son of God. He came to this world 2000 years ago to save us from our sins and hell. And he looked at how demonically deluded people are, hypnotized in life, by this world's values and what it values most. And he named an incredible range of attitudes and activities we've all seen or experienced firsthand at times. And he said, we've got it all upside down. What you think matters most doesn't matter that much. And you'll find that out one second after this life ends. What you don't value is everything that matters to God. But when we look at this world, the price tags are all wrong. And Jesus is showing us that here. And he's doing it over and over, not just in what we call the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount either. You look through the Gospels, spend some time doing that, and you're gonna hear him saying things like, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. The greatest among you is the servant. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Giving up your own life is the only way to save it. Another thing Kierkegaard said that I've written in the front of my Bible He said the only way the truths contained in here are ever gonna get to make the difference God wants so we see life the way God sees it is this. When you read God's word, you must be constantly saying to yourself, it's talking to me. It's talking about me. I don't know how many times you've heard these words in the Beatitudes, or whether we've fallen into the very dangerous place where they've become familiar. Like we're playing with dynamite. Not realising the incredibly powerful prophetic perspective that changes the whole of your life if you see it this way. And it's here in every line. We need to ask the Holy Spirit when we read these words in these next few weeks to use them, to change the prescription and how we view every aspect of life. And, and when we do, when we finally start to see life differently, and it really is true that you and me can be blessed by God. We are being blessed by God. No, nothing and nobody can stop it. Our lives start differently when we re-examine our priorities and see everything from the kingdom perspective. So how about reading them that way? That Jesus is talking to you. Jesus is talking about me. Jesus is talking about you. In this crazy, chaotic, ever-changing, it seems, out-of-control world. I am blessed when I'm poor in spirit. For mine is the kingdom of heaven. I am blessed when I mourn. For I will be comforted. I am blessed when I'm meek. Patiently learning that I will inherit the earth. I am blessed because... I see the injustice and evil in the world, and it makes me hunger and thirst for righteousness, and I will, be, I will be satisfied. I will be filled. I am blessed when I'm merciful, because I've received so much unending, undeserved, unearned mercy at the cross. I am blessed when I keep my heart pure, because nothing then can stop me from seeing my father's smile. I am blessed to be a peacemaker, for then I'm just like my dad. I am blessed if and when I am persecuted because of righteousness, because the worst this world can throw at me is nothing compared to what heaven has got in store for me. Let's pray. Lord, in this series, We want to hear and apply your word so we know you are talking to us, Jesus. You are talking about us. You have got a plan that means one way or the other, no matter what, we will be blessed. And we will be a blessing as we learn to put your revolutionary teaching into practice. Right now, Lord, you know this world you love so much is not always the happy place we want it to be. As a result, we'll all have hurts and heartaches, but because your word is truth, we know we can have hope for relationships restored, for freedom, for joy today and forever as we obey you as Lord Jesus and trust you with everything and everyone and live out these beautiful attitudes of the kingdom of heaven. We declare the truth. I am blessed. And wherever you are now, say that out loud and add faith to it as you make it a declaration. I am blessed. Hi, I'm Anthony Delaney. I'd love to welcome you to Ivy Church do check out the website click on a few buttons look at some previous teaching and some of the other things that we've been involved with and why not plan to join us soon at one of our locations join a grow group do the alpha course and figure out for yourself what it is that christians believe or if you've got anything we can pray about be in touch press the contact button so that you can email us let us know about you and how we hope you can be part of us Come and join us at Ivy Church.